0: Hey, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannert, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. This week, I'm going to show you how you can make your audiences pay attention to your entire speech. If you use this strategy, you'll get the audience on your side right away. You also avoid those strange situations where the audience is trying to test you or put you on the spot, That those kind of things. The strategy will also save you a ton of time during the preparation and also make delivering your presentation much, much easier as well. By the way, the episode is sponsored by FearlessPresentations.com. So if you're looking for a faster way to reduce public speaking fear or become a more persuasive speaker, we have two-day public speaking classes Coming up in Washington, DC, Chicago, San Francisco, Boston, Houston, Las Vegas, and tons of other cities. Just make sure and go to fearlesspresentations.com and check out the schedule link, and it'll show you all of the upcoming classes in cities all over the world. All right, so let's get on with today's podcast. So, the title today is How to Make Your Presentation More What We Call Audience Focus. Um, you got to face it, most people hate meetings. They hate presentations. They don't want to sit through a boring speech. So the best way to get your audience to listen and really care about what you're saying is to focus on them, focus on what they want. You have to make your presentation what we call audience focused, focus on what the audience wants to hear, not what you want to tell them. A lot of times those things are two totally different subjects, two totally different things. So we're going to show you how to design your presentations with the audience in mind. And basically what that does is it, it it draws a more concentrated focus on your presentation as a whole, by the way. And then using this audience focus approach is like it's like basically doing proactive market research for your when you're if you're promoting a product or a service or something like that. Um, think thinking from your diverse audience's point of view is going to really that design, make the design much more effective. So I call this strategy the breadcrumb approach. Basically, we're throwing out a breadcrumb one at a time to try to get the audience to move toward us. Most presenters use a push strategy. They're they're pushing their ideas. They're pushing their content onto the audience. And, and they're doing that whether the audience wants it or not. Um, so if you really want to make your, your presentation audience focused, get the people to want to listen to your presentation. Uh, for, before we actually get into the how-to, let me first kind of cover why this actually matters. The attention span of most people these days is about eight seconds. So it's really, really short. Eight seconds. It's just eight, not 10, not 12, not 15, eight seconds. So if your first step in preparing a presentation is to think, hmm, what I really know about this topic, and how can I put all of that stuff into my presentation? Guess what, you're you're going to lose them. Present, presenters need to both engage people quickly and also give them enough information that their audience is knowledgeable about what they're going to talk about. Uh, so take the perspective of your audience and 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 remember that really short attention span. If you if you spend too long getting to your point the attention span is going to move elsewhere. If you if you seem kind of wishy-washy or have what I call a Swiss cheese approach or Swiss cheese presentation, you're going to lose them and you'll lose them pretty quickly. So here are what most people do when they design a presentation. This is kind of the strategy that most most presenters kind of go through. They'll The first thing they'll do is they'll sit down at a computer and they'll say, okay, what? I, by the way, don't do this. Don't do this strategy. It's the worst strategy ever. First, they're going to start designing the slideshow or the visual So they try to identify everything possibly that they absolutely know about this topic. Uh, and by the way, when we do this, um, we often think that we're that when we present, we have to tell the audience everything that we know about the subject. And, and if we don't do that, we feel like we failed as a speaker. And, and in fact, the opposite is actually true. So after they kind of jot down all of their notes and kind of a slideshow and make tons of bullet points, the next thing that they try to do is now go back to each one of those slides or each one of those bullet points and try to figure out what to say <laughs> about each one of those, about each one of those points. Um this gets even more challenging. And then when they get to the final step, that's when they start to practice the entire speech altogether. And they realize at that point, eh, this is way too long. And so then you have to kind of cut stuff from the speech in order to fit the time frame that you've been allotted. Thus, you get the Swiss cheese presentation. That's, that's where the analogy comes from. So this preparation by the way if you're doing this strategy it's going to take a ton of time and it's also very very difficult so if you if you do the opposite of that if you basically use the strategy that we're going to give you here it's going to make the the presentation design much easier it's going to make the delivery much easier and your audience is going to like you and the presentation a whole lot more so follow this strategy and it's going to just make everything a whole lot easier so step number 1 You want to begin your design process with having the audience in mind. Think about what they need to know. What is the most important thing that the audience needs to know about your your topic? Assume that your audience will only remember a small portion of what you present. and, and And since they're only going to remember a small portion, prioritize the things that are most important. So basically, make the first bullet point the absolute most important thing that the audience needs to know about or wants to know about the topic that you're presenting. Make the second bullet point the second most important, etc. So uh, think about your presentation as a, as a marketing campaign. You you have to tailor the message to the market that you're presenting to. Will you, will your intended audience, as they listen to you speak, are they even going to care about what you're what you're saying? Remember, your audience is the absolute most important part of your presentation. If they don't need to know the content of your presentation, don't bother standing up and present it, right? You're just wasting everybody's time. By the way, when you think like your audience, you're simultaneously becoming a more effective communicator. You're going to have a more centralized focus, and that's going to create a a more well-organized outline to present from, and it just makes everything easier. One of the key steps that people tend to omit when they're de- designing their presentations is they they kind of start by writing everything out word for word. We encourage you to not do that. That that gets you locked into trying to memorize verbiage and not really presenting in a spontaneous way to make the audience really enjoy what you're what you're talking about. So instead, start with an outline. Yeah, we, we, if you have those bullet points, but which we're going to show you how to create here in a minute. And just use those as your guide or as your outline. You're going to do a whole lot better. So just create a simple outline and use the strategy that we talk about in the next few minutes, and it will help a lot. Um, if your only audience is only going to remember a few items that you cover anyway, why not just focus on those things that are most important, which is what we kind of talked about a few minutes ago. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up again is because a lot of times at this point, people will say, wait, 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 wait. Doesn't that mean that my speech is going to be too short? Well, no. Basically, instead of covering 30 bullet points in a quick cursory fashion, which is going to be confusing, by the way, cover a few points really, really well. For instance, let's say that you've got 30 minutes to present. If you try to cover 30 bullet points in 30 minutes, that means you at max, you're only going to be able to spend one minute describing each one of those bullet points. And you've got less time if you do any type of introduction or conclusion. However, if you just have five bullet points and you spend, you can basically spend five to seven minutes expanding on each of those bullet points. So you're covering the bullet points much more effectively if you give yourself a little bit more time for each one of them. Uh, By the way, audiences love examples. So if you explain each point and then give an example or a story about a time that that bullet point worked in real life or where you got this information from, it's going to hit home and it's going to hit that time frame pretty closely, a 30 minute time frame anyway. So here's a few ways to really gear your presentation toward what the audience wants. Number one, use the what I call the do I give a flip test. I know it's a crude statement and some of you will replace the word flip with something else that your prerogative but it's basically going to help you eliminate boring, uninteresting distractions from your presentation. Just look at your first slide. When you when you present the, if you were presenting to the audience, let's pretend like you're the person in the audience and then ask yourself would the person reading that for the first time be thinking, oh, my God, I can't wait to hear this speech? Or would they say something like, oh, not again? And if it's the latter, your presentation doesn't pass the do I give a flip test. They're not going to give a flip about what you're talking about. It's going to be much more difficult to get them on your side. I'll give you a really good example. Let's say that you're teaching your team how to use new software that your company just purchased you might be tempted to title the presentation Why You Should Use the New Software. Now, human nature will kick in if you do that, by the way. It sounds appealing to us as the presenter, but if you're the person in the audience, when human nature kicks in, the automatic reaction from the human being reading that is going to say, who the heck are you to tell me what I need? I like the way I'm doing it now. I don't need your idea. So basically, they're getting argumentative with us. And we haven't even said anything yet. The, the, the title itself is causing the audience to be somewhat argumentative. Or if they're not that mean, you know, they might be thinking something like, why are you wasting my time with a cryptic title? Why don't you just tell me? Why you know how this will help me versus um, versus telling me how you're going to tell me how you're going to do it, right? So so instead, you might change the title to something like the new software will help you save time and reduce errors. That's going to get you a much better response. Tell them why in the title. That way, when they if that's all they read, they go, oh, okay. Wait a minute. I I want to save time. I I want to reduce errors. I, I'll listen for a little while. Like I guess anyway. So all you're doing is just throwing out a single breadcrumb right at the beginning to get them to move toward you versus moving away from you. Uh, the second tip is you want to focus on what the audience wants, not what you want to tell them. A lot of times we focus on ourselves. we are we're all self-centered.'re we all want to get the audience to understand us and to to see things from our perspective or our point of view. instead though, Pretend that you're the audience member again. Get into that person's head. Determine what he or she wants from the speech. I'll give you a good example of this. I was coaching an engineering firm years ago for a sales presentation that they were doing. The first main slide had the number one bullet point listed as our experience. Just two words, by the way. Our experience. Just the two word bullet point really is not a good way to start. And by starting with stuff that's really interesting to you, but not interesting to the audience, eh, not not a great way. So their their thought was that their experience was what really set them apart from the competition. And that is a true statement, most likely. The problem with that, though, is that they're spending the first part of the presentation kind of bragging. Look how great we are. That's not really what the audience is kind of into or what they would want. So this content was really important to the presenters, but they were actually speaking to a local school district, somebody who was making a buying decision, a purchasing decision. And that's really not what they were ended up, what they really wanted from the speech. In fact, we ended up identifying three major needs that the school district was was that they wanted, things that they wanted from to, to know anyway from the speech. Um, They they wanted to make sure that the project stayed under budget. It was key because there was only so much money in the budget. If it went over budget, they were screwed. (laughs) So basically that was critical to them. So we made that number one. They also needed to make sure that they didn't have delays in the schedule. For instance, part of this project was building a new high school. And if that new high school isn't completed by probably late July or at bare minimum early August, then they're going to lose the the use of that building for an entire year. Um, so the third, by the way, was safety. Uh, they knew that that the, the engineers were going to be remodeling schools in the district and they want to make sure that kids were going to be safe. So the board needed to make sure that those three things were were, were true, that, that, that the, the the organization that they picked for this project was going to be able to stay under budget, stay on schedule, and then also make sure that kids were safe. So once we identified those three big wants from the school board, then the team used their experience to prove each bullet point. And it actually became kind of cool. They proved that they could stay under budget by telling the board case studies of other districts that they had worked for where they had stayed under budget. They proved that they could stay on schedule by using their experience of times that they've worked with other school districts and been able to stay on schedule. They proved that... They could be safe around young people because they had done it before, right? They used their experience as proof. So by focusing on what the audience wanted, they were able to use the entire presentation to cover what they wanted. So if you kind of think from your audience's perspective, a lot of times you can help them get what they want and at the same time help you get what you want as well. All right, number three is to make your title and bullet points result oriented. So instead of making the bullets a piece of data or an idea that you want the person to understand, focus on the benefit that the person is going to receive if he or she understands that data or implements that idea. So I, I'll give you a really it's kind of an embarrassing example, but when I first started the Fearless Presentations class, I made a really big mistake. I, I titled all of the sessions based on what was covered in the session. Now that sounds logical, but it had an unintended unintended consequence. For instance, uh, one of the lessons was called the three point talk, right? And the problem with that is that the class members would come back from you know the last break. I'd call a break. They'd come back to to the three point talk session. They'd kind of scrunch their nose and their eyes up together in confusion because they had they had no clue what the heck a three point talk was. They'd never since that was that was cryptic to them. Um, so instead, I had to ask myself, okay, what is the main benefit? that people receive from understanding this concept, uh, implementing the three-point talk format. And what when people get really, really good at this process, they can design entire presentations very quickly, sometimes in minutes versus hours or days. So we just retitled the, the, the session A Simple Way to Design Presentations in 15 Minutes or Less. So basically, if you focus on the result that your audience wants, then your audience is, is going to be more into your presentation. Um, So you want to do something similar with your presentation outline. For each one of the items that you've created in your outline, ask yourself why the audience needs to know these things. Why would the audience care about this bullet point? Whatever the answer to those questions are needs to be inserted into the bullet points. And in some cases, the result or the takeaway that the audience gets may actually just replace the bullet point. That happens quite often. So number 4 the last one that we're going to cover here is allow your presentations to solve problems for your audience. Now you'll notice that each of the suggestions that I've already covered are there's they have one single thing in common. Each of these suggestions will help you focus on a solution for your audience. So think about your audience and whether the presentation meets their specific needs. Approach your, approach your presentation as if You've got a solution instead of an idea. If it is your most important information shared in a way that solves an audience's need, or on the other hand, are you having to kind of overtly sell yourself and sell your ideas? If that's the case, you're probably not really focusing on the audience. The goal of your presentation should be to help the audience solve a problem. If the content of your presentation doesn't help your audience solve or avoid a problem, Well, might be a good idea to just skip the presentation. You're just wasting everybody's time. Sometimes I'll have class members tell me, hey, Doug, wait a minute. My presentation really isn't designed to persuade. I'm just supposed to inform. And my question to that point is always, well, why? And then a lot of times they're going to respond with something like, well, because my audience needs to know this information. I'll go, well, why? Why does your audience need to know this? And if they can't come up with a good response, then the presentation probably isn't going to go very well. If if you can't really outline why your audience needs to know this, you're probably, like I said before, wasting everybody's time. So here's an example. Um, Let's say like for this happens to me quite often in class. A a class member will say, well, I'm given a project report. My boss just needs to know how the project is going. I'll say, why? Well, she mainly wants to know if we're on schedule and staying within budget. I'm going, ding, 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 ding. That's it. So make your bullet points show these things. It's actually pretty easy to design presentations when you start with helping the audience solve a problem. I guess my main point is that if you're doing the first three things that we talked about earlier in the podcast, then you're most likely going to be doing the fourth thing. And if you're doing the fourth thing, you're going to be doing at least some of those other three things. So basically, focus on making your presentation geared toward the audience. And if you do that, they're going to like you and they're going to like what they hear. And it's going to be really, really easy to design your presentation. All right. So thanks a lot for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. We'll see you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.